Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Good. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing funny to say. I'm <laughs> trying to keep the microphone exactly a fist width from my mouth because I'm trying to work on that and not like eat the microphone. Nom, I mean, nom, you could nom. allow it a tiny bit closer, but you don't want it touching. You think it's too loud. Touching is cool. I think that's what the rock stars do. <laughs> I'm trying to work on it here. Okay. Not a rock star. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the cocktail of the week this week is the Fuzzy Valencia, or if you like, Valencia. The Valencia. The Fuzzy Valencia. Um, I don't know why it's called this. It's Irish whiskey, amaretto. I like anything with amaretto. And orange juice. Wait, was the Fuzzy Naval named after the Naval Orange? No. I, I think so, yeah. Oh, I thought it was your name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought it was your belly button. Oh, maybe. Because Valencia is a type of orange. I know. Well, so is navel. I I understand. I just... But, like, why is Irish whiskey and amaretto the thing that makes a fuzzy... Totally. I just made some cosmic connection, but I didn't finish making it. It's still... The end of that connection is still flitting around. Uh, I'm asking Google Google why it's called the fuzzy navel. It, the fuzzy refers to the tiny hairs found on a peach, and the navel refers to navel oranges. What? Remember that, and you'll never forget which two ingredients to pour into this peach-flavored screwdriver. Fine. How about the fuzzy Valencia, then? I'm fuzzy. guessing that the fuzzy Valencia is just a twist, so instead of peach schnapps, you use whiskey. The fuzzy is the peach. <clears throat> a, a fuzzy navel is peach schnapps and orange juice. Yeah. So the peach is fuzzy. The navel is the kind of orange. Yeah. So I think someone's just like, let's make a variation on that and give it a different, like vaguely related name. But it has neither peach nor, it has orange, but it doesn't it have does peach. It does have orange, yeah. But you still call it fuzzy. I mean, it's a really distinctive name. I'm going to find whoever thought of this and... <laughs> ask them, like some ask them these bar. hard questions. <laughs> uh, you're right. I mean, they could have changed like the instead of changing the navel, navel yeah. to Valencia, they could have changed fuzzy to something Irish. Peat. The peaty Might navel. Might be scotch, actually. The peat navel. The peaty navel. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean. The mossy navel. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there is a mossy navel what's that other stuff lichen the lichen navel <laughs> no all right anyway so there you go that's cocktail of the week okay <clears throat> administrative corner i love administrative <laughs> corner <laughs> i just i wanted to give you time you don't have to say that every time but i wanted to give you a minute i mean i still like it yeah i might as well say it <laughs> Um, administrative corner this week. So last week I was kind of said on the podcast that everybody likes your snaps and content better than mine. You wait, you said allegedly. And it's funny because a bunch of people came in and they're like, Jen, you make great snaps. And also I love GR Dad snaps and they're longer, but we definitely like yours. We just like his better. (laughs) (laughs) You are so selectively paraphrasing. All right. You and I read them. Yeah. And they basically, a lot of them basically basically is doing a lot of work there. (laughs) Anyway, I was said on the podcast that people generally like your content better. um, Though some people have DM'd me in private and they're like, I didn't want to say anything, but I like your snaps better. 
So there, I do have a little fan club that likes the shorter snaps. Um, but a couple of people put together like GR Mom appreciation threads that were extremely nice. So I just I want to excurge excurge digress a little <laughs> bit and just say I think I feel I feel like it's a little bit of of low expectations that I benefit from in the way that you know men get extra bonus credit for doing like basic stuff sometimes whereas like the the dad has the kid at target and everyone goes oh what a good dad and the mom has the kid at target and everyone's like you're the worst mom ever everything you're doing is exactly wrong <laughs> you are terrible and i'm taking your child away but the dad everyone's like oh it's so cute how he's letting his kid like you know swim in the kiddie pool exhibit or something i mean that is bullshit but i don't think that's the situation it's here. a little bit people, people are like, like you oh my god he can take a picture <laughs> there amazing was somebody i did post a picture and someone was like gr mom you take such good pictures oh. this one's so good and i was like thank you but your dad took this picture That's true. <laughs> I, I mean i do I, I have to admit that you have taught me a lot of things and you, you have explained certain things about how to take pictures and how to get the color and the shade and all this right that I do sometimes use, and then you're like, hey, it's a good picture. <laughs> Your pictures look a lot more like my pictures than they did even like a year or two ago. I like know. I really have been like, you gotta get down on eye level, and you see how like you have the shadow from this here, you can't have that, and like try to have them facing this way. Yeah. And you've totally done it. In the, in the snaps too, you can see that where, I mean, this is a thing I think that separates, not just us, but kind of like popular, like if you want to make your dog popular on social media, pro tip from a person who teaches a class on this, mm. um, a, a tons of people have accounts for their dogs on social media and they're all cute, but the vast, vast majority of them are people standing up, looking down at their dogs, taking pictures of them. And it's a really uninteresting angle to see your dog from like human standing height looking down at them. It's way more interesting if the pictures are at dog eye level, which I think is a general good photographic tip. And you'll notice that occasionally we'll have like everybody standing outside the kitchen and it's clearly supposed to be like our perspective on all these dogs like looking at us. But most of the time the pictures are at eye level for the dogs. So you're kind of engaged with the dog instead of in this outsider human perspective. And that's a thing that it's hard to do because it's like, oh, your dog is doing a cute thing and you want to snap a picture. And it's necessarily like you standing height level. And that's why it's like work to take pictures that do well on social media of your dogs because you got to we miss a lot of stuff because it's like it would be actually kind of crappy if we just took it from where we were. Yeah. And then if I get down on the floor to take a picture, I get like six dogs swarming me and licking, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. licking my face and making it impossible to to take a picture. So that kind of dies. Yeah. Uh, for the GR mom lovers in, in the it me, <laughs> it's true. Um, there's a new episode of the agenda, which is my non GR dad podcast with, um, friend of the squad and board member of the golden ratio foundation, Jen Coleslaw. My God, you let it all hang out in that podcast. I recommend people listen to that <laughs> just for the behind the scenes information. It's, uh, it's pretty fun i think we've put out four episodes now and they definitely have gotten better like we were really figuring it out for the first two now we've kind of got a theme and like much more structure to it 
Um, There's an old boyfriend her. story from your from you. Mm-hmm. That'll drive listenership <laughs> right there. Um, so if you just search for the Agenda podcast, it's Agenda A J E N D A because we're both named Jen. So it's the Agenda podcast. You like bust on me and I, I don't mean, bust like on you in there. Just embarrassing. I like was just a listening. Dartboard with no. my face in this, this studio. Is not true. He's lying. <laughs> <laughs> in the studio, in my office, or like right here on the couch when you're not home and we're recording. Look, it's in my head at the <clears throat> studio. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday the agenda will be a super popular podcast, and we'll have recording studios. I will do my best to drive. Thank you. <laughs> you know my traffic to the agenda. You are always supportive. I, I was people you asked for listener input and i couldn't think of any questions to ask so i didn't submit but you know. we di- we have a listener mailbag every episode where we take turns one of us asks the other a question or two submitted by people on social media yeah I'm, i may ask a question at some point or is suggest it, a topic is it going to be like how did you two meet that's our most popular question i'm not revealing my secrets okay or which account I'm going to ask it as. Oh, or oh, I like it. which email I'm going to use to <laughs> submit. You'll just have to be surprised and I will be pleased. I like it. Pleased. All right. We have uh, a couple dog updates this week. As every week. Always. There's never nothing. Um, so Hopper, we had updated last week. Um, her x-rays and everything radiologically looked fine. Um, they did run, her thyroid levels were a bit off and they did a kind of more in-depth thyroid test, which also came back low. So she has started on thyroid meds and now half of our dogs are on thyroid meds. What is up with that? Do we have a representative sampling where we have, I mean, I think who else was on? I think, um, Manchego was on thyroid medicine too, I think. Probably. I think it's really common for diabetic dogs. Oh, maybe. Because the whole endocrine system. Yeah, but Hops and Brody. N- yeah, yeah, and Remy. Like, yeah. maybe it's underdiagnosed. Maybe because it's a blood test thing, right? Mm-hmm. You have to actually be looking for it. Yep. I'm I'm guessing since we are more ag- aggressive or generous, f- financially <laughs> generous with our vets, uh not everyone gets blood tests as often as we do for our dogs yeah we get them like weekly. all the time yeah <laughs> our uh friend of the squad dog bahia who lives a couple blocks over in the cold cooler months she is on thyroid medicine too there you go oh well that's like yeah so anyway, Hopper has started on a low dose. Um, we'll do another test in a month to see how she's doing. But hopefully, she definitely seems to be feeling much better than she was like two weeks ago. She had a really good day today. Yeah. Like she was, she's chipper. Yep. Yeah, she seems happy. She was playing. Like That's for right. the last few days, she's she's been doing much better. She's quite ball obsessed these days again. That's, yeah, there's that a lot of... Like gone for a while. A I mean, lot of balls being thrown around these days. We did have a box. Somehow we had accumulated or someone had sent us a box with like a hundred tennis balls. I bought that as a Christmas present. Oh, for for the, the dog. For the dogs. Remember, and I, there's yes. a TikTok of me opening it and dumping it out, and everybody right. being like, "Oh, walks oh head literally, you know, yeah, catches fire." Yeah, yeah. So we've been we've been doling those out because they get real chomped up. Nacho is the the biggest culprit, but even Guac occasionally will chomp on a tennis ball and cut it in half. Yep. So that's Hops. Uh, Vink went into the vet today. She has been limping. 
for a little over a month and you know she like throws herself down the stairs to chase lizards <laughs> and so and she wants to yeah yeah just fling so she uh we thought maybe she had pulled a muscle or something but like after a month she should have stopped limping so i brought her in today and we did a bunch of x-rays i was worried she had like a bone spur in one of her shoulders because she had um elbow dysplasia so like little cartilage bits in her elbow joints that she had surgery for when she was a baby yeah less than a year old and you know obviously had the total hip replacement so i'm like her joints are crap and i'm worried that there's a thing in there um so that turns out her joints are crap but there's not a thing in there she just has very serious arthritis in all of her joints she's too young she's like in my mind she's still six months old and she cannot have arthritis she's eight She's such a little... She's my baby. I know. Uh, she's older than you, though, in dog years. <laughs> <laughs> that dog years thing is weird. I, I don't. I think it's an approximation. I'm not sure it actually tracks. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so anyway, she has started on carprofen, um, which is an anti-inflammatory that uh, a bunch of our other dogs are on. And hopefully that'll make her feel a little better. She doesn't... She doesn't seem distressed or anything, but she limps on it. And as one vet of mine pointed out, they don't limp if it doesn't hurt. Like Yeah, no, know? that's right. So, um, But anyway. she's fairly light, which is important. It's very good. Like Vink weighs like 57, 58, which is kind of her low point. Um, she's very skinny now. I mean, she's not emaciated, but like you can feel her ribs. She's svelte. Yeah, and I love it because she's so portable. For me, she seems like half a dog. <laughs> she weighed 78 once. Yeah. Like literally 20 pounds more she than was, this. She weighed like what Hopper weighs, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. That's when she was bad angle vink. That haystack picture is still so unfortunate. <laughs> so she is, <laughs> she's done Vink. a good job. It, she doesn't seem hungry all the time. Like we've just got a really good diet for her and she's at this weight. And given that she has such bad arthritis, the vet even said today... She, she's like like i'm surprised she can kind of get around that well but it's because she's so light that she's doing it so it's uh it's good for her that she's thin yeah and swimming is is low impact so maybe we'll do some more lane swimming with her she's also happy for just sleeping all the time yeah she is (laughs) (laughs) even in the middle of the night sometimes she'll she'll get up She'll come to my side of the bed. She'll like lick my hand or something. Announce herself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wake you up. She wants some pats. Yep. And she just wants to kind of tell me that she's changing positions. <laughs> she's like going from the bed to the floor or the floor to the bed, the, her dog bed. And then she's happy and she lies down, back down and goes to sleep. She doesn't want to go outside. No. It makes it makes me a little crazy sometimes. She has done this her whole life, though. Oh, no, it's right. This isn't a new thing. This yeah. is just a Venk thing. But then I get up with her, and I'm like, do you need to go outside? Because that's the fear for every dog who wakes up in the middle of the night. And then she goes, no, just watch me get into the dog bed. Thank you. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> she snuggles in, yep. and that's it. And I was like, this has been 10 minutes, Venk, of, <laughs> of me now being fully awake. And she's like, I am sleeping now. Thank you very much. Thank you, you for are, your attention. You are a late night sucker for petting the dogs because <laughs> like when they come over to me yeah. and I was like, all right, there's a dog in my face. And I like pet them once and I'm like, what do you need? Do you need to go out? Do you need anything? Because we're not petting anymore. I'm just going to look at you. And then they're like, okay, I'm going to go lay down or I'm go over to Ingo. And then Ingo will pet them for like 20 minutes. Sometimes I'll be like, Ingo, you're keeping me up. Like, stop petting them. They're fine. Like, take them out if you're going to do that. But you can't just pet them. 
in, in the middle of the night and like shake the bed and pet the dog <laughs> and go to sleep. I'm a roasty. Yeah. I might be able to pet them in my sleep too. Who knows? It's possible I'm asleep home. while while I'm petting them. So anyway, that's that. Those are the main dog updates. Uh, Nacho continues to settle in, but he's he's a, a wild man. It, well, his the the dog years thing may work for him. He's maybe like a twelve year old boy. <laughs> he's he is constantly looking for stuff to mess up. He's uh, it's interesting because sometimes he'll get. I mean. So sometimes he's still asleep, and then when he's not asleep, he's often very wound up. (laughs) And he'll get in this, like, super... You can see his brain is just kind of like... Like somebody has left the car in neutral and put their foot on the gas all the way down. It's just going in his (laughs) head. And he starts walking around, and he's, like, looking at stuff, and he'll pick up a ball, and then he's like, I don't want to pick it up. And then he walks over to the next ball, and then he kind of walks to another place, and he walks to the other place, and he has no idea what to do with himself. Yes, that's right. But he's very frantic about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, we walk him. We play fetch with him. We take him swimming. We, we give him brain puzzles. We pet him. We do everything to wear him out, and he still is like that. So yeah. he just needs to keep settling in more and he's a kind of insecure dog i mean everybody who helped transport him noticed that he's kind of tim i mean quite timid around new people he warms up after like 15 minutes um but he's i you can see it sometimes that he's just like oh like i don't know if i'm doing the right thing he was so i mean i had him at the vet today for his for his allergy shot and and he's so different at the vet than all other five dogs right all the other five are just like yeah it's fine even venk generally is fine in her weird way oh she's fine she's like hi pet me he was actually kind of just shrinking away and didn't want to be pet and and was just much more timid Mm -hmm. uh than the other ones yeah which is which is it was just interesting for me to see you already know this but around here he he settled in with the other dogs pretty well and isn't like cowering or anything Mm -hmm. um but to have him be like nervous around yeah. other people and and stuff and, and his new surroundings was interesting for me because he's a big man he's you know he doesn't need to be nervous yeah but i think like he's got some mild resource guarding issues where like if there's food being given away or he has a thing and he thinks one of the other dogs is, will take it he'll start like maybe he's gonna show his teeth about it and we cut that shit off like right away like he's he's getting the lessons like we do not do that in this house um you know he doesn't do it with people at all and it's not it's not bad but there's a little bit of that there and that's kind of an insecurity thing and i think he also kind of relatedly was not very well socialized like he and remy have a good time if it's a little overdone uh and remy's up for it most of the time but sometimes remy's not and nacho does not understand not to do it and Guac really doesn't want to play like that with Remy. I think he would like to tug or something, but Remy's just so like out of control that Guac is like, I'm not into it. And Remy doesn't really know. So today I was like, Guac, you got to just tell Remy no. <laughs> and so I'm like, or, I'm sorry, uh, Guac has to tell Nacho no. Right. So Nacho's like, come on, Guac, play with me. He's like barking at him, barking at him. And Guac is like, I don't want to play. And Nacho's like, come on, come on. And he'd like try to trump Guac's leg and Guac would be like, don't do it, man. And <laughs> and I'm like, Guac, you have to let him know, right? Like, because we always kind of just pull him away and be like, leave Guac alone. Right. Um, so Guac gave him a couple corrections, like not biting at him or anything, but just, you Pushing know, him or, making yeah. sounds that are like, hey, like seriously knock it off. And, and Nacho understood that. 
and then he just kept barking <laughs> at him so he's like he didn't keep playing but he'd like bark in his face and guac was looking at me like could you please do something about this and i'm like pal like you gotta like set the boundary here um so we are planning to go up to maryland probably i mean this is a tentative plan at the end of august and i emailed michael the trainer today which seems like far away but it'll be here like in like instantly like literally it's a month from today i'll, that I'll we do would like go. three sleeps and it'll be august I know. 27th i know um so we're not sure but we're gonna try to get him to spend some time with michael i i think like just having play time with the other dogs that michael is training would be really good for him um because he like he knows his sit really well he knows his down but he needs to build up some confidence and and some socialization and there's like a certain amount of that that we can do here and we're working with him on stuff but michael just d so quickly can do things with him so hopefully we'll be able to get him in for some time yeah no and and, and nacho i think i th see in him that he's smart very he's just still kind of overwhelmed and i mean it's taken it always seems like it's these dogs are never going to completely socialize but it usually takes like six months mm -hmm. for 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 our for the newer dogs or the ones who are more traumatized to get fully comfortable yeah you know and you you only see it in hindsight yeah. right i mean it's a he he barks more now <laughs> which sucks but it's a sign that he's more comfortable and letting himself go a little bit more and yeah what do, what do we always say? You got, you got so many emotions. You don't even, you know, you're <laughs> sorry. You have so many emotions right now that you have to bark. A lot of feelings. You feel a lot of feelings. You can't, you can't obviously can't deal with them except by barking, <laughs> and, but it's still too loud. Stop it. Even if we can't get him in with Michael, we'll take him up to Dogtopia, which is just like doggy day camp. And I think that will be good for him to at least get some socialization. Um, it's just so much more guided with, Michael like he's so intuitive with the dog mm -hmm. so hopefully he really is hopefully he'll get a week or so of of that plus some dogtopia time yeah. you know I mean and, and Nacho has a certain style of play and it really only works for Remy here mm -hmm. but maybe he'll find other dogs who like rough housing or he'll learn to chase dogs and run around because Remy sometimes goes out and once is like I'd like to chase you yeah and and Nacho hasn't learned that yet. And Nacho's still like, I have a ball. Are you going to throw the ball? And Remy's like, I can't throw a ball. I'm, yeah. I don't have thumb. And tugging too. Like uh, uh, Guac really likes to tug on a rope. Yeah. And uh, that's sort of like how we got him, you know, him to engage with Remy and uh, Voods. Voods. Voods was a good at it. Yeah. And, and uh, Hops was great at it when she had all her legs. Yeah. Yep. And he, there are times where like Nacho has gotten up in Guac's face and Guac will go get a rope and bring it over and be like, let's tug on this. And Nacho's just like, I'm going to chomp on your I, face. I don't know what that is. I'm going to chomp. Yeah. And Guac is like, I don't want you to chomp my face. You could chomp on this thing. Um, so that's, you know, it's a thing that I think he will learn because he is a very smart dog. Yeah. Um, but you know there's only so much we can do especially with like six dogs that all need a lot of individual medical tending yeah i mean that's always the funny thing is michael's like well you should just you know if you do this for like an hour a day with them they'll be they'll he be great. doesn't or say he, that <laughs> he doesn't say an hour a day but but he his model is if you just practice this behavior consistently all the time and then we're like it's kind of chaotic and we don't always have like you know one-on-one -on -one attention with any dog in the right circumstances without distractions but you especially don't like the like 
let's practice the thing every day. <sighs> I think you get a little more. I just think it's hard. I'm not. I'm not against it philosophically. Yeah, I, I. I agree. I think that's right. It's harder for you. Like you, our philosophies with the dogs are a bit different. Not in conflict, just different. And I think it's good we didn't have kids. Aside from the fact that I didn't want any, because I think our parenting styles, it probably would have played out into conflict in that you look at the dogs and you're like, what does this dog want right now? And can I give them that thing? And I look at the dogs and I go, how can I make this house a peaceful place and make everybody happy? And so sometimes like you're doing things that are like kind of getting them wound up or like unnecessarily complicated it's not that they're bad but it's just like you could skip the like the egg and the rolled up meat carrot and like the second round of regular oh, carrots yeah. right like when you're not here i'm like all right everybody's had dinner you know, get a little snack and now we're gonna lay down and everybody's like okay and then everybody <laughs> lays down yeah. and and you have a bit more of a production which they like right I'm, there's nothing i mean i think it's great and they love it but if you are committed to the production being necessary, it can get very overwhelming because there's a lot of it. Yes, I, I agree. No, look, I, I deal with the trauma of having lost a lot of dogs in the last two years by saying, they're all gonna die, I better spoil the crap out of them. Yeah. Which is not entirely up to date with all these younger dogs and active dogs we have now. Uh, but I still basically feel like you know, I'm. I should give them good days and and treats and make them happy. I I totally agree, and you try to do it with like every possible thing. Like, is there another thing I could give them here? Yeah, is there I'll sacrifice thing here? sleep and you know discipline and <laughs> and you know what is it? Uh, Peace. Serenity. Yeah. Yes. Uh, for for trying to keep them happy much more quickly than you will. I yes. I think it's. I think the difference is it's not trying to keep them happy. It's trying to find a thing and give it to them and see if it makes them more happy. Yeah, maximum happy would yeah. be good. <laughs> and I think like this it. is a thing with a like if we had had kids, right? I mean, I like you obviously have a kid, but I didn't parent her at all. Right. And but if we were raising kids and you were like kid who's like sitting in her room doing a thing here i have bought you this present that you didn't ask for but i did it to try to make you extra happy and i'd be like knock that shit off they're fine <laughs> they would have been bad with kids i i i think it's a it's a complicated hypothetical and it doesn't track right that kids aren't gonna die <laughs> in the same way that I'm worried about the dogs. It's not right? like you got a little bit of trauma around. I yeah. The dog I mean, losses. This is, it's not. Yeah, it's a it's a, a bad setup that they don't live as long as we do. Yeah, that life is not fair that way. I know, but the alternative is that we die and we leave all of our dogs behind, like people with birds, and then they are really the dogs are really traumatized. Oh, I see. If they lived longer than we did, yeah. Well, no, it's fair. I mean, it's and but it's a lot of people's first exposure to to death too. Mm -hmm. so their poor pets die. All right. Speaking of, uh, we're doing a <laughs> Voods mm. Memorial race. Oh yeah. In the fall, details forthcoming. But I have decided we're going to have three distances. So this is going to be a virtual race. You do it at your house on your own. There's going to be like a day for it. 
and we will allow a little wiggle room. Like usually I set it for a Saturday, but you could do it on the Sunday or the Friday before or whatever. Um, so we're going to do a 5K measured in voodoo tails, which I don't remember how many it is. But so 5K. Three. <laughs> um, a six hour race, which is a thing that we do in ultra marathon oh. land. So you Oof. get six hours and it's how far can you go in six hours so you can walk i mean you could walk a mile and then like watch netflix for the rest of the time and you've gone one mile in the six hours that's fine you're absolutely allowed to take breaks you're allowed to walk run whatever just how far no biking you gotta like if you're in a wheelchair you can wheelchair but otherwise walking or running for the six hours you can't bike for six hours and then be like look at all these miles that i got no no rowing you get it walk run or wheelchair so how far can you go in six hours um and then i'm like but we gotta have a real voods element to this aside from just (laughs) measuring these distances in voodoo tales so we're gonna have the voodoo no challenge and the voodoo no challenge is that you will leave your house (laughs) you will walk as far as you like which could just be a couple houses down the block and then you have to lay down in your neighbor's yard and take a picture of yourself <laughs> laying in the yard to to complete could, the no challenge. Could it be in public too, in a public space, like a high school or something? Absolutely. I mean, if you live in an area where you can't get into a neighbor's yard or it's not safe or whatever. They have dogs. <laughs> lay down in a McDonald's parking lot, school, mm. whatever. Yes. Just find a place that you're going to lay down on the ground, take a selfie, complete the no challenge. We, we prefer you not lay down in the middle of the road Voodoo would have done it, but he was crazy. Yes. Er. Be safe. Do not get shot by neighbors for trespassing. Do oh not get goodness. run over by cars. Find a safe place to lay down and refuse yeah. to move further. Don't scare anyone if you yeah. can avoid it. <laughs> yeah, don't be all dramatic about it. Like have a sign. I'm not dead. <laughs> I'm just resting. You really only have to lay down for, like long enough to take the selfie. Yeah, but yeah. realistically, someone would have to drive to pick you up. Is it, many people <laughs> ask, like, will your dad come get me? I will try, but, you know, I can't be everywhere in the <laughs> GRV. <laughs> we do have at least one follower who lives, like, one key over. So. Sure. I'll, they could do it. Sure. I'll. We'll try to pull them <laughs> into the Jeep. <laughs> All right. So so that's it for dog updates. Uh, Ingo, you got to save yours till Ingo Corner. You get to do your ramblings later. I get to keep my stuff in order. Ramblings. Next. The GRV is broken. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I, I never loved its finish or a service history, but it doesn't work right now. We were trying to set it up for some people to come visit. It has no power in the back part. It, I mean, you can like start it and drive it around. You just can't have air conditioning or power or water. Yeah, it's <laughs> better for, for vehicle than recreation right now. This happened once before and we had to replace a marine battery. Is that The battery right? was was not what it was supposed to be. The dealer had put in the wrong one. like some car battery and the the person we had servicing was just like dismissive and scoffing at the <laughs> idea were, yeah. that you just put in a car battery instead of a marine battery. I don't know the difference either, but th- that's why it wasn't holding a charge at the time. So I could now totally have some, like let there's like a knob you have to turn. Now it's to something different though. There are some kind of fuses and I don't know. I don't know. So we got to get the GRV fixed, but Bef- hopefully before August though, not that we sleep overnight in it no, with the squad. You can but drive still. it. 
with it dark in the back, it's fine. Yeah, we don't turn the lights on in there. It's like a van. Then it's just like a van. Yep. All right. Um, this is like in the sort of in between space between ramblings and taste of the keys. Um, so wherever you are, there's probably a buy nothing whatever buy nothing we have buy nothing key west buy nothing get one free no 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 it's a facebook group buy nothing wherever is close to you they tend to be small groups so like if you live in the suburbs of whatever detroit you don't do buy nothing detroit you do buy nothing your suburb name auburn Um, hills sure you i don't know any detroit suburbs i just think i made that oh gross point is that detroit suburb i think it's near detroit isn't it I don't know. I just know that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like where the executives from the car companies lived in like Gross Point Hills, Gross Point oh, Farms. Ah. I went to college with a guy who lived in Gross Point Farms ah, or his family did. Interesting. And if you live in Gross Point, you don't need the Buy Nothing Facebook group, which is people exchanging stuff for free. Exchanging? Is it like barter or you, people are just like, I have this stuff. Please come pick it up. Yep. And it's a full, the latter, it's a full range of things. So we have given away a lot of stuff. Like when we, like we got a new stand for our TV and, uh, and didn't need the old one. And I was like, look, it's kind of a little bit screwed up, but it's yours if you want it. We got rid of like some lawn furniture that way. So just put it up there. And it's kind of better than Craigslist because like people actually show up for it and you're not trying to get money for it. We've had bad experiences with Craigslist. People saying, I want this and then not showing up. Everybody has that experience. Which is weak. You know, then don't say it. Yeah. I've never had it with the buy nothing groups because people are like, great, I will totally take this thing. And I understand it's not perfect and it's fine. Um, so it's some stuff like that. It's sometimes like, yeah, we finished this, you know, remodel job and we have three sheets of granite, like figure out how to get it, but you can have it for free. Somebody day had like two half used bottles of canola oil. And they're like, if you want these on big tanky, like you can have them. <laughs> so it's a big, big range. Of I have things. some dead batteries. Can we give those away? Somebody actually listed like some kids like truck you know the like, little drive around trucks yeah that has a battery and they're like we don't know what's wrong with it, it doesn't work like you want to make it you want to fix it like you can have it yeah that's it's fair got a i mean it's sort of like this is too spread out but it's like when you just put stuff at the curb on a sunday in the suburbs you someone will pick it up and, and you can so say broken and it'd be yep. like your lawnmower or something right yeah yeah Th- this is a lot of that i mean it's some of it is stuff that's broken um if people put stuff out at the curb like i most of the stuff i do that now i put it out at the curb and then you just post it as a curb alert on um on buy nothing group it's, it's kind of an easier way than doing a yard sale right remember yard sales i think no one ever really made money on them it was just a way to clean your crap out yep and it's like we don't need the but, but it was a big bucks. production and it relied on foot traffic and people driving it's by creepy. people try to get into your house and take stuff it's just stupid so anyway Wait, the group what now <laughs> is that really a what oh yeah if, if you have a yard sale like no a hundred percent will try to go into your house no they'll like wander around back yeah i mean i've i have not had yard sales but i have friends who do them that sounds terrible yeah you gotta lock everything and like block <laughs> no. shit off yeah it's crazy yard sale people crazy please write gr dad at ingo barkhart on twitter with your crazy yard sale stories oh could be a whole thing it's a big thing i had no idea i thought it was just like you know you sell no. like your five or six things no. and your old pots and pans and people are like oh 50 cents no crazies it. come maybe i just have watched it on tv a lot 
Yeah, they don't show you the crazies. No, no, no. that's crazy. So anyway, uh, so I follow the Buy Nothing Key West group. Uh, I mostly give stuff away. It's pretty rare that I have picked stuff up. Um, but somebody posted. That's in your nature to cast off things and to re- reduce the amount of clutter in your life rather than th- your nightmare is going to a yard sale and like picking up. Oh, my God. Three. Terrible. Trinkets, tidbits, <laughs> and terrible. Hummel figurines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, there was a post. I'm going to read you the post. Um, this is the thing that I made your dad. I was like, hang on, before we go like buy rum, we have to stop at this thing from uh, Buy Nothing Key West. Yes. Which is Plantifa, the Plantifa Plant Exchange. It's our local Key West anti-fascist plant exchange, Plantifa. Uh, the post was like one, take one, have an extra, leave it for a friend. The stand under the blue umbrella at blah, blah, blah address is pretty full today. So this is just out in front of this person's house. They have a little plant stand with a blue umbrella over it and free plants. And a little sign that says Plantifa. Um, come and see if there's something you'd like. You don't have to bring a plant in exchange for taking one. All you have to do is enjoy 100% anti-fascist plants. Which we did and we took one each and now they're in places of honor. Yeah, Ingo got a tiny little succulent in like a one-inch pot, and I got this. I the I, pots were free. Yeah, you know, a little it was like amazing one-inch ceramic pot. Uh, mine was in just like a kind of nursery pot, but it's a nice. Um, I love plants with like pink on the leaves, whether they're like pink stripes or pink dots or whatever. I think they're cool. So this was like a, I don't know what the hell it is, but it's got pink green leaves with pink in the middle. It's very pretty. Some of the plants had little descriptions on them, typed on them. Yep, there are a lot of herbs and some succulents. You're one of the few Americans who says herbs, by the way. It's the correct way. There's an H on it. Okay. So, say, all non-American countries. Yeah. So, fair enough. Got it right. Fair enough. Uh, So, anyway, I just like that it's called Plantifa. I think it's very clever. The concept was great. (laughs) It's such a... That's such a Key West move, in Mm -hmm. a way. Plants are a thing that, like, I do not feel the need to purge. Like, I'm happy to have it be a jungle. Like, I feel cluttered by stuff, but not plants. More plants. Always more plants. Yes. And they kind of self-purge because not all of them... They don't all make it all the time. Make it all the time. Yeah. yeah. All right. We have two proper taste of the keys. Uh, both of them are aquatic in nature. Then why don't we dive in? Yeah. <laughs> if you want to okay. make a splash. Oh, no. <laughs> all right go ahead all right (laughs) i'm gonna do the i'm saving the best one for last well that's good angler airlifted to miami-dade hospital after being bitten by shark in the florida keys and you go oh jen oh no didn't you just tell us a story about someone in the florida keys and we did um that was swimmer yes Lindsay bruins is her name 35 year old mother of two from texas who was attacked by a shark when she was swimming we talked about her a couple episodes ago. Um, the bite wound extended from her hip to her knee, and medics gave oh. her 11 blood transfusions as they flew her to Miami-Dade Hospital. Oof. We talked about that. I was like, I think they gave her blood in the helicopter. 11. They gave her all the blood. 11 units of blood. Wow. Um, but she's doing okay. There was an update on that at the end of this story. Oh. So this guy, you're like, oh, no, are there sharks attacking? This guy caught a lemon shark, and then he's like... I'm going to throw it back. And he went to take the hook out of its mouth and it chomped him. So he kind of had it coming. I mean, I'm sorry, dude. I don't know what your name is. Um, yeah. 
Anyway, he also got helicoptered up to Miami. Um, like his hand got chopped off? Uh, or unlike get, like, the a woman who was seriously... Did he get a little scratch? I mean, they had to airlift him to Miami. For the scratch. Um, he was bitten on the hand by what witnesses describe as a six-foot-long lemon shark. Six-foot-long is long. He caught the shark, reeled it in, and, quote, got too close to its mouth as he tried to remove the hook to release the fish. Well, good for him for trying to remove it, but maybe, you know, you should have a better technique. Man, yeah, don't put your hand in the shark's mouth. It's going to chomp you. It's a shark. Famously, they do chomp. So, anyway, there you go. He got airlifted out, but he stuck his hand in the shark's mouth. Shark chomped. I mean, all right, but here's the good story. That's another bad story. No, 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 but this one's better. Ooh. Key West police officers help save baby turtles who couldn't find their way to the ocean. That is a better story. Did you read this story? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you did. I saw the pictures. I know. It's so cute. So um, there's turtle nests all over the place down here. In fact, we, we were out at Little Palm Island on our tiny vacation. There were two turtle nests like on the island. They got them all roped off. Um, it's the time. So the turtles hatched on Monday. This just a couple of days ago, Monday, and it was right next to the pier house, like bar and restaurant, <laughs> which had its lights on and they kind of follow the light. Normally they're looking for the moon because it's over the water and that's where they go. And they're like the moon. <laughs> and it was actually just the bar. <laughs> did Vink pop her head up? She sure me? did. <laughs> Vink, you're the moon. Oh, don't. Oh, no. Oh, here she comes. can't use that word in a sentence anymore i think we have to refer to some kind of lunar lunar thing thank you thank she's wagging her little head wagging her little tail off vonk we know you're the mo we know you're that big white thing that big white thing in the sky oh vinky vink sorry for that distraction um, so they were like, it's Vink. And actually <laughs> it was just the pier house. And, uh, and of course it's like nighttime. So they're like crawling across the deck, like the wood deck of the restaurant. The bar. Yeah. 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 Cause it's outside. Um, and so there's just like a Key West cop there and they're like picking up the little, like teeny tiny turtles, like the and size of like a silver dollar. Smaller than hands. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then bringing them over to the water. Like they letting, can them, letting them crawl into in. the water. Yeah. Yep. So they saved them all. And there's, there's, there's great pictures of just like the deck of this bar with all these teeny tiny little turtles like trying to swim over the deck like all over it so i think it's a story that's kind of gotten picked up by the national media so if you search for it you'll totally be able to find it with the pictures or look at the city of key west on uh, instagram they tweeted a bunch of the pictures and uh yeah they put all the little turtles in a bucket actually it looks like a champagne bucket um uh, i'm looking on twitter here maybe it was Definitely a champagne bucket. I mean, I think we've got that champagne bucket. Uh, <laughs> and then took him down to the edge of the water line and put him in the sand and they all crawled out into the ocean. So I guess there are advisories that you're supposed to like turn your floodlights off on your docks and stuff during turtle hatching season, right? Because yep. it confuses the little ones. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. That's a pretty good taste of the keys. That is good. Yep. Yes. Yes. 
Uh, it's time for Ingo Corner, where you get to talk about whatever you want. I'm going to do German word first, though. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I forgot German word. Yeah, you did. I'm very sorry. So I was so excited, excited about, about the turtles. Turtles and chompings and things. The German word of the week is Putin verstehe. <laughs> okay. And it's Putin. Understanding? Understander. All right. But it's a derogatory term for those who like believe they understand him and ascribe oh. motives to him and kind of make excuses for him. Mm-hmm. Slava Ukraini. Uh, yes. Putin Vesteya. Very much, very much. Um, it's a pretty critical word, right? It's, it's, it's these people who've, and it's been used since, I mean, I think at least 2014 when they invaded the Crimea. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of, I mean, like there are here, Putin apologists and saying, you know, it's, yeah. well, he feel, felt threatened by NATO and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's a very critical word. It's these Fuck people those who guys. Purport, to purport to empathize with Putin and to understand him. And Putin, it, it, it literally does mean understander, but it's sort of an apologist. Yeah. Really is the, the sense of it. Interesting. Putin verstehe. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Putin apologists, right? And it's uh, there's a lot of whataboutism and there's a lot of just it's a there's always a a group of people who are going to be adopt some opinion that's contrary to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're like, well, not so bad." <laughs> so but most of the Germans are like that's ridiculous. Yeah. You're a Putin verstehe. Good one. Diese Putin verstehe. Yeah. So that's the German word. Okay. Ingo Corner. Um, it's okay if you don't have anything for Ingo Corner. It's just <laughs> your time. Are you encouraging me to not have anything I for I mean, Ingo always, Corner? always. But it is allowed. You should use it as you see fit. No, I'm good. I don't have anything, you know, that needs to be, that needs to be said. Okay. But, you know, yeah. We got a lot of positive feedback on Ingo Corner last week. So people like that you have the opportunity to say whatever you want without me going like, don't be boring. They're all great dogs, but I always say that. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. You're allowed to. It's Ingo I'm, Corner. I'm, these are all very good dogs. Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, well, until next week, everyone, Slava Ukraini, and don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Right. Unless we do an extra bonus po- podcast. You never know. You never know. Then you'll hear from us before we next could week. Get bl- I could get bored. Yeah. And we'd need to that happened talk about that <laughs> yeah okay maybe then so definitely next, next week time. but you never know yep, yep. just keep your ears perked up and still keep your mouth to yourself <laughs> no biting don't even if someone's trying to take a hook out of your mouth probably don't bite their hand yeah let them take the hook out you're better off yeah that's true but it's a communication issue isn't it i don't think he explained himself to the lemon <laughs> shark <laughs> men anyway <laughs> bye bye